thank you for joining us today. I'm Laura Evans, and you are listening to Hope for the Hurting. Our mission is simple. We want to provide hope and help to those who are hurting, lost, lonely, and in despair. My background is in broadcasting and radio, and I'm joined by my dad, Dr. Irv Wolf, who, in addition to being a pastor for over 30 years, has a background in marriage and family therapy. Dr. Irv has authored two books. He's the director of Hopewell Counseling in Minnesota, where he and my mom counsel individuals and couples. And today we're diving into um, the next in our series called Know Your Enemy. And tonight we're dealing with false teachings, in particular CRT. And maybe you've heard of it, maybe you haven't. Um, Dr. Irv is going to help us break it down, what it is, where it came from, and how it's just um, infecting our society. So we're going to bite that off tonight. And then, Dad, I was thinking if there's other false teachings, we could maybe go into those next week because... I mean, there's a lot of false teachings out there. No kidding. There's a ton. Yeah, there are. There are. And, and CRT is such a meaty topic, and it's so um, urgent right now because they're trying to push it in our school system that we thought we'd dive into that first, and then next week we can deal with some of the, the other false teachings that are out there. But before we dive into that, yep. I think it's very important that we open in prayer and bring the Holy Spirit into this, and then we'll dive right into that. Dear Heavenly Father, we just come before you and where I, for one, am overwhelmed by the deception and the evil that is everywhere. And I feel like just when you feel like, okay, I can handle this battle, you've got 10 more in front of you. And I just pray that you would give us your strength, your Holy Spirit, your wisdom, your discernment. We put on the full armor of God and we ask particularly tonight for the belt of truth buckled around our waist to show us discernment to show us how to fight back against the lies, the insidious lies. And they package them so nicely that you think, well, mm -hmm. who wouldn't want that? But it's actually very deceptive and very dark. And we pray that you would help us to unpack that and present it in a way that opens people's eyes and allows them to see for themselves and explain it to their friends and family what's really going on and what's really happening and how they're dividing us and dividing our country. And that's not what you came for. You came to restore us and to bring unity and to bring forgiveness and to bring healing. And we just pray that um, you would help us present this message tonight. We pray that you give those that are listening eyes to see and ears to hear what's happening. And we just pray for your Holy Spirit to just cover us tonight, protect us from any demonic attacks. We rebuke those demons in the name of Jesus and we cast them to the pit. And we just pray for your presence upon us. And I pray for your protection over my dad, that you give him wisdom um, and protect him from any spiritual attacks right now as we um, do this broadcast. And I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Where did CRT even come from? Can you give us a little bit of a kind of an introduction? Yeah, maybe maybe just kind of the, the brief introduction. This is CRT is critical race theory. Mm -hmm. And it is now invading every aspect of our society. In, in education, in government, mm -hmm. in the courts, yep. in sports, in entertainment, in business, and even in families and churches. Mm -hmm. Well, some questions to ask are what is it? Yep. Where did it come from? Who started it? What does it teach? And is it good or bad for society? A lot of people are saying, well, what could be wrong talking about race? Well, and that's what I was saying in my prayer, that they package it so nicely 
a critical race area, of course, we need to take a look at, you know, are, are, do we have any ingrained animosity towards other races? And, and are we, you know, really underneath it all white supremacists? And, and do we really need to help, help um, another race or another nationality get ahead in life? And so they yeah. make it sound like, well, if you don't like these things, you are a racist. Yep. So yep. we're going to unpack that tonight. But you had sent me this video from PragerU and they just give a brief five minute introduction um, that really explains what CRT is. So we're going to let them do what they do best, explain this um, in a way that everyone can understand. And then we're going to go um, dig a little deeper and unpack it. Have you heard about critical race theory? I'm guessing you probably have. It has already insinuated itself into many institutions and is making rapid progress into others. If it takes hold, it will completely change the very nature of America and the way you live. Critical race theory holds that the most important thing about you is your race. The color of your skin, that's who you are. Not your behavior, not your values, not your environment, your race. In critical race theory, if you are a member of a minoritized racial group, their term, not mine, you are a victim of a system that is rigged against you, a system that doesn't want you to succeed. On the other hand, if your race is privileged, you're an exploiter, whether you intend to be or not. Critical race theory begins from the assumption that racism occurs in all interactions. To see how this works, consider this thought experiment. Imagine you own a shop and two customers enter at the same time, one white and one black. Who do you help first? If you help the black person first, critical race theory would say you did so because you don't trust black people to be left alone in your store. That's racist. If you help the white person first instead, critical race theory would say you did so because you think blacks are second-class citizens. That's racist too. That's critical race theory. It can find racism in anything, even if it has to read your mind to do it. Critical race theory is a uniquely American invention. Brewed up at Harvard Law School in the 70s, now part of the academic and media mainstream, it is also uniquely un-American because it rejects the core tenets of the American, classically liberal Judeo-Christian value system. It turns the bedrock American idea upside down. Here it is in the words of Richard Delgado and Gene Stefanczyk, two leading proponents. Critical race theory questions the very foundations of the liberal order, including equality theory, legal reasoning, Enlightenment rationalism, and the neutral principles of constitutional law. It does this because critical race theory proponents assume racism is present everywhere and always, and they look for it critically until they find it. And they always find it. It has to be there because that's how the imperial European powers and then America set things up. Here, as in all dangerous academic theories, there is a kernel of truth. Human beings were not preoccupied with race until the 16th century when Europeans began to explore and then colonize other parts of the world. Drawing distinctions between the races reached its peak in the 19th century with the widespread use of slave labor in North and South America. No one denies this. But since then, the Western world, and most especially America, has spent a lot of time, money, and blood breaking free of its racist past. It's been a rocky road for sure, but great progress has been made. Critical race theory says all this progress is a mirage. Racism never died, never even faded a little bit. It just hid itself better. Critical race theory, therefore, is not a continuation of the civil rights movement. 
It is, in fact, a repudiation of it. To critical race theorists, Martin Luther King was both wrong and naive. White Americans can never judge blacks by the content of their character. They can only judge them, always unfavorably, consciously, or unconsciously, by the color of their skin. Ironically, not since the Aryan obsession in Germany in the 1930s and 1940s, or South African apartheid in the second half of the 20th century, has the social movement been so obsessed with race. Critical race theory is then, in a very real sense, a counter-American revolution. But that's a positive, not a negative, to those who subscribe to the theory. The American experiment was given a 400-year tryout, and it doesn't work. So let's scrap it. That's what they believe. Is that what you believe? I'm going to guess that most of you don't. So how do we stop critical race theory before it infects the brains of too many decent Americans, especially young people, and turns us into something we have never been and shouldn't ever want to be? The answer is simple. Refuse to accept it. Don't be intimidated by the heads-I-win, tails-you-lose logic of this self-destructive, America-hating, anti-reality idea. Don't be bullied into thinking that you're racist when you know you're not, or that you're a victim when you know you're not. Defend yourself while you still can. I'm James Lindsay, founder of New Discourses for Prager University. Well, CRT is not a fact. It's a theory. Mm -hmm. And it's often taught as a fact, but it's a theory. Yep. And it's based on power structures, specifically on race as the key factor in power distribution. So if you have white skin, mm -hmm. you are in the power group, the power echelon. Mm -hmm. If you have black skin, you are in the minority power distribution. You, you have, so, so there are those that have a leg up and those that don't. Right. And white babies that are born have a leg up just from birth. Mm -hmm. Well, CRT actually began back in the 70s, but like they say in that video, but it, it was sort of uh, coalesced and brought into reality in 1989 by black academics like Derek Bell, Alan Freeman, Kimberly Crenshaw, and Richard Delgado. Start at Harvard Law School. Well, guess what? When Bill was a professor there, and he wrote about race, racism in America, mm. and he published a book on it. Well, he accepted a position at the University of Oregon, and he left Harvard, and they were going to discontinue teaching uh, on, on critical race theory. As they should have. And the students objected. The students said, we want to continue it. And Harvard said, we can't continue it. We don't have any black professors to teach it. Uh, but nonetheless, it did get taught and it uh, was demanded by the students. And so they got their way. Well, the predecessor to CRT, to critical race theory is critical theory. And that's built around the notion that there's a variety of factors that contribute to power in a society, race, wealth, education, status, lineage. Uh, I would even say beauty. Uh, if you're a, a model, you're, you know, like uh, Christy Brinkley or somebody, you have power. Mm -hmm. well, or even, you know, there's fat shaming. So if you have too much weight or if you're the perfect weight, you know, people yep. look, they, they think better of you if you take good care of yourself versus they assume that you 
have poor um, discipline if you're overweight, which again, they're, they're making assumptions. Well, critical race theory took from critical theory the idea of power distribution mm -hmm. and just focused it totally on race. Right. That, that's all that matters to them. Four basic tenets to critical race theory, although like I was telling your mom, trying to get your arms around critical race theory because it's so amorphous and it's changing is a little bit like trying to hug a bowl of jello. Right. <laughs> you know, it, it keeps squeezing and oozing and changing. But it's interesting that you say that because the left, and especially the, the Marxists and what we're seeing coming into America, that's what they do. They, when something's not working, they shape shift. They yep. move it around so that you can't ever quite grasp what are they really pushing here. Yep. And, and that's exactly what they do with CRT. Right. Uh, here are the four basic tenets. Racism, their, their first tenet is that racism is a central, permanent, normal part of U.S. society. It's more than just individual racist acts or words. You know, there's always the Ku Klux Klan and there's always, you know, some redneck that is racist. Mm -hmm. It's not about that. It's systemic racism. So when you hear Joe Biden talk about systemic racism and we have to combat systemic racism, he's using a phrase right out of CRT. Right. Right. That is CRT uh, 101, is systemic racism. means that every textbook written, every law that's been passed, every policy that's been adopted, every conversation, every song that you hear is racist because whites infected it with white supremacy. Okay, so I completely agree. Racism is wrong. Slavery was wrong. That is a black mark on American history but no other country in the world on the planet has done more to rectify their wrongs than the United States of America. Yeah. We, we, had, yeah. we had Abraham Lincoln who was assassinated because he tried to stop slavery. Yeah. He yeah. succeeded, but he lost his life as a result. And so lots of, lots of our politicians have stood against it and said, this is wrong. And so in, in efforts to right the wrongs, we have the Civil Rights Act of 1964, we have the Civil War, War, and we have the Emancipation Proclamation. So we've done what we can to rectify those awful black marks on our, on our history. And if we're such an awful racist nation, why do we have hundreds of thousands of immigrants flooding into this country? They're not trying to get out they're trying to get in. Why? Yeah, because yeah, America right. is the greatest country in the world. Yeah. And right now, I would maintain we're the least racist country in the world. Yes. But that's not enough for those people who are proponents of CRT. Right. We've, we've got to root it out in the mainstream. And, and, you know, from them, they would say whites don't even realize that they're racist. Okay, and it's also that embedded. And if we're so racist, why did we elect a black president? Not once, but twice. Because we're not racist, because it's a lie. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and that that is absolutely the case. But if you're again like in that video, if you're looking for racism, you're going to find it. And if you're if you're a proponent of CRT, you're going to find racism everywhere. 
-hmm. It's under every bush. It's it's in everything that's said and written. Um, you you read a book when you were a little kid, uh, Dick, Jane, and Spot, and it, it said, "See uh, Spot run, see Spot run." Here's mm -hmm. Puff. Remember Puff, the kitten? Yep. Well, it's look. Here comes Dick. Well, again, you learned it wrong. It should have said. Here comes Latoya. Here comes, here comes uh, Denisha. Mm -hmm. You know, here comes, and a little black kid would be portrayed uh, because that's that's how insidious CRT is. Right. Everything that you learned, everything you read, was from a white perspective, and therefore you've been infected with white racism. So when I was doing research on this topic, because, you know, this is, this is a huge issue. It's a huge issue. It should be, if you don't know what, if you haven't heard of CRT, please get educated because I can guarantee you they're going to be trying to push it in your kid's school if you have school aged children. And that's what brought it to my mind and why I started doing my research. And I reached out to the principal at our school to make sure that it wasn't going to be brought into the curriculum this fall. But in my research, I discovered that there were many black plantation owners in America who owned black slaves back before slavery was outlawed. It's more than just a racial injustice, it's a human injustice. But people don't wanna talk about that because that doesn't play into their narrative. Yep. And even still yep. today, yeah. there's 94 nations that don't have laws criminalizing slavery. There are 40 million people who are currently enslaved in nations around the world and Africa is the leading nation that has slaves and they're black slaves owned by black slave owners. So this really isn't a racial issue. It's yeah. a human, it's a human justice issue. Yeah. 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 That's, that's a very good point. It's being trumped up. Uh, and we'll talk about, you know, why it's being trumped mm -hmm. up, mm -hmm. but it, it basically is saying that uh, all of the uh, things that you've been taught and everything that you have heard and everything that you have learned is wrong because it was all infected with white supremacy. It was all infected from a white perspective. And like they said in that Prager video, uh, it all came over from white Europe, right. white settled uh, America, and therefore white supremacy is ingrained in everything we do, every law we pass, uh, even into our churches, Laura, mm. even churches are becoming woke with CRT. Yes. And yes. why we need to apologize for being white. That uh, is for just America. so disgusting when preachers can't stand up and they genuflect to the left yeah. agenda. Stand hey, strong. Uh, I've heard that Max Lucado, yes. who's an evangelical, got down on his knees and asked for forgiveness for being white. Give me a break. You don't apologize for the color of your skin. You have no more control over that than, you know, what blood type you have. Yep. It's yep. what God gave you. So all of those things, you know, come together with CRT. And it, it has started in, in the law school, started Harvard Law School, spread to law schools, because again, uh, in law, you, you can you can codify things. And so black influence uh, began to take effect in law schools. 
so that laws no longer reflected, quote, white racism, uh, because uh, it was now blacks that were coming in and they were making headway in terms of revising, uh, revising the law to reflect uh, black culture. Well, CRT views everything and everybody through the lens of race. Mm -hmm. It has it proven to be one of the most divisive academic theories that's ever been foisted on any society, never right. mind right. the United States. Right. It's, it's international. It's international. Mm -hmm. It's in Great Britain. It's in Australia. It's in South Africa. Right. Uh, CRT is, is everywhere. So it's, it's jumped the pond from America to all of these other countries. Did it, it, did it, it go sells, from us to them or them to us? Because a lot of things we inherit from the UK. No, this is, this is specifically an American invention. Gosh. And it, it developed in academia and academia foisted it onto other educational vehicles and then into every area of society. It, it, it is such an insidious thing. It sells short the individual's motivation, giftedness, skill set, intellect, and everything, mm -hmm. and makes race the only real mm -hmm. reason that people mm -hmm. succeed. Mm -hmm. The only reason you succeed is because you're white. Mm -hmm. The only reason I succeed is because I'm white. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with intellect, education, skill set, values, none of that. And you know what this is doing to our kids? It's pitting them against each other. It's causing bullying. It's causing depression. It's driving up the suicide rate. I saw a young girl, I got to say, she's probably like ninth or 10th grade. And she was addressing, I don't know whether it was city council or her school board talking about how this critical race theory and white supremacy and white privilege was affecting her. And she was, her voice was shaky. She could hardly hold it together. But she said, how can you tell me that I have white privilege, that I am an oppressor in critical race theory when I have been in and out of foster care since I was born. And now I'm on three different medications for depression. I've tried to take my life. I don't have much of a future. I've been below the poverty level. How are you gonna tell me that I have white privilege? It's, it's so wrong and our kids see it. Yep. And yep, now parents, Fortunately, it's bubbling to the surface and parents are taken on school boards. And I love to see that. I love to see that fight. But we need to get, that's why we're doing this broadcast to get the message out there. We have to fight back for the sake of our kids. Yeah, I want to talk for just a moment uh, about something else that's kind of cropping in. It, it comes under the heading of CRT. It's called intersectionalism. Mm. And intersectional theory is part of CRT but it examines race, class, sex, national or origin, and sexual orientation, mm -hmm. LGBTQ, all the other alphabets, right. uh, letters, and how their combination or the intersection play out in various settings. And it basically says, again, you have whites that are the oppressors, and you have all of these other minorities on the other side of the scale, and they're the oppressed. Mm -hmm. And that's where intersectionalism comes from. Uh, it's an expansion of CRT. Right. Uh, so CRT has seeped into every area. In fact, there is Latin critical theory. There's queer critical theory. 
There's Asian critical theory. So it's, it's taking over a lot of minority groups, uh, whether they be uh, racial minorities, ethnic minorities, or sexual minorities, and in turn saying, you've been stripped of power. All your power has gone to the white man, to the white woman. It feels like institutionalizing paranoia. If you look for it hard enough, you're going to find it. Yep. Where's Waldo? He's in yeah. one. He's on one of those pages. <laughs> no matter what <laughs> book you look at, if it's in the Where's Waldo series, you're going to find Waldo. He's in there somewhere. If you're going to, yeah. if you're looking for critical race on whatever your topic is, you're going to find it. Yeah. <laughs> and that that's what that Prager U says. Yes. If you look hard, you're going to find it. No matter, they're going to find it. No matter what. Right. So. It, it's always about race, and that's the lens through which they view things. Let me give you my personal conclusion. Okay. My personal conclusion is I've looked at it and read on it and studied on it and read a lot of articles on it. That critical race theory is a Trojan horse. Mm. Remember the Trojan horse? Yes. Used to, you know, get into a Sparta by the Trojans. Uh, the Trojan horse. It's, it's along with Black Lives Matter, it's the attempt to overthrow democracy, capitalism, and convert America to Marxist socialism. And BLM and CRT are simply props that are being used to destroy capitalism, democracy, and individual entrepreneurship. Leftist elites could have chosen to use wealth or class or sexuality or ethnicity to attempt to overthrow America's history. Mm -hmm. uh, but they go back to slavery mm -hmm. and they chose to make race their vehicle of choice knowing white guilt over slavery in our past. It wasn't a very hard choice. Look what's happening with the NFL. Look what's right. happening with sports, professional right. sports teams. Uh, they're, they're caving like dominoes. Right. So we have to see what's going on. We have to open our eyes. Because those of us who never even owned slaves, a lot of us came over here um, from Europe. We never even owned slaves. We were ever, never even part of that. So those of us who never even owned slaves are paying for people, paying reparations to people who never were slaves. So they're manufacturing this division and this crisis, which it's, it, it's preposterous. As I was thinking about this, I mean, we need to teach our children. This is what... This is what I love so much about what President Trump was saying is that when, and I still believe that he will be brought back in after these, these audits are um, revealed, the truth is revealed, but he's, he wants to teach American exceptionalism, saying, teaching our children that they live in the greatest nation on earth. And it's great. Amen. It's great because we are the only nation that was founded on Judeo-Christian principles that we are one nation under God. Yet those values and be beliefs are being eroded before our eyes because of critical race theory. And that's why we have to stand up. And like I mentioned earlier, there are a number of parents who are figuring this out and going, no way are you teaching this to my kid. No way. There's no way. you. Yeah. But here's the thing that we need to know, uh, not all educators, but a lot of liberal educators think they know better for your kid than you do. They're, they're the expert on what your kid should know more than you are, the one who gave life to that child. So they're going to step in and they're going to do the work that they think that you're slacking off on. And they're going to teach them all this critical race theory. And parents are saying, oh, no, you're not. Dare I say, oh, hell no. 
Oh, hell no, you're not. Oh, whoa, whoa. So here's Slow an example. Down. Here's an example. I found when in, in doing my research, I found a number of parents that were speaking out, but this one really stood out to me. And I wanted to share this uh, with our listeners. It's a black dad addressing, I believe he's either addressing a, another group of parents um, explaining to them what cr- critical race theory is, or he's addressing a school board. It doesn't really say in the video, but what he has to say is very powerful. Talk about critical race theory, which is pretty much going to be teaching kids how to hate each other, how to dislike each other. That's pretty much what it's going to, that's pretty much, I don't care what it's pretty much what it's going to all come down to. You're going to deliberately teach kids, this white kid right here got it better than you because he white? You're going to personally tell a white kid, Oh, the black people are all down and suppressed. How do I have two medical degrees if I'm sitting here oppressed? How do I get, first of all, time up, because I only got five minutes now, not five minutes. Two medical degrees, no mom, no dad in the house, worked my way through college, sat there and hustled my butt off to get through college. You gonna tell me somebody that looked like all y'all white folks kept me from doing that? Are you serious? Not one white person ever came to me and said, well, son, you're never going to be able to get nowhere because you know the black people. But guess what? What's sickening about this whole thing is what y'all doing right now is already something I do in my community right now to speak out against stuff because black folks are getting told by other black folks, oh, you know you ain't going to be able to do nothing out there in the world because them white folks ain't going to let you get no, oh, you know you're not going to be able to do it here because you know, the, white, the, the white man, the white man going to keep you down. Well, how did I get where I am right now? Are you going to sit here and tell me this lie of critical race theory? Uh, this 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 the reason why black folks can't get ahead because of white folks? Are you kidding me? This is what we come to now. I can't believe we're even talking about this right now. The last thing I'm going to say right here is something that's crazy. Martin Luther King said he wanted his kids to grow up in a world where they are judged by the contents of their what? Character. Their character, not their skin. Absolutely. If they let this stuff go on right now, it is absolutely doing the complete reverse of what he's doing. So when February comes, don't talk about Martin Luther King. I'm in the hood. I'm in the communities. I'm out there with folks in their face. I've been doing stuff since I was 18 years old, talking to black folks. And you know what? None of them are buying this nonsense. None of them are. But if you want to implement this into the school system, I guarantee you to the day that I die, I'm going to be the very person right there debunking stuff, tearing stuff down, letting them know they can do exactly what I did and get exactly where I am by putting themselves to work and getting there. And ain't not one white person ever going to keep any of them from getting there. So the CRT stuff, BS. CRT is not racial sensitivity or simply teaching unfavorable American history or teaching Jim Crow history. CRT is deeper and more dangerous than that. CRT and its outworking today is a teaching that there is a hierarchy in society where white, male, heterosexual, able-bodied people are deemed the oppressor and anyone else outside of that uh, status is oppressed. If this continues, we will look back and be responsible for the dismantling of the greatest country in the world by reverting to teaching hate and that race is a determining factor on where your destiny lies. CRT is racist. It is abusive. It discriminates against one's color. I had to come down here today to tell you to your face that we are coming together and we are strong. This will not be the last. Greet and meet respectfully. I thought it was just the one guy speaking, but it's actually a montage of African-American parents who are outraged over critical race theory. And then this last little video here that I wanted to show was, um, and you have seen this before, dad, but this adorable little dad-daughter combo. And she can't be more than, I don't know, first grade, second grade. And she gets it. She sums it up in 60 seconds. What adults are theorizing about. She has it in 60 seconds. She's got it figured out. She knows, you know, what's, what's important in life. So let's listen to her explain it the best. Daddy teaches you you can be anything in this world 
that you want to be, right? Don't daddy teach you that? Yeah, and it doesn't matter if, if you're black or white or any color. Doesn't matter if you're black, white, brown, yellow. yellow. Right? Black. And, and how we treat people is based on who yeah. they are and not and what color nice. they are. And if they're nice and smart. See, this is how this is how children think right here. Critical race theory wants to end that. Even though you don't know anyone, you can make friends. <laughs> yeah, you can make friends, no matter what color they are. So we need to stop CRT. Period. Point blank. Children do not see skin color, man. They love everybody. If they're good people, they love them. We pray for people that are hurt. That's right. I mean, she's a less than a minute. She's got it figured out. She's, she's so cute. Precious little girl. She's a precious little girl. She's got to be like five or six years old. And she says, if they're nice to me, I like them. If they're not nice <laughs> to me, I pray for them. Like, that's what we need yeah. to end on. That's that's your that's your motivation tonight. If they're nice to you, <laughs> they're your friends. If they're not, pray for them and move on. I just love that so much. I reached out to you on critical race theory when I was doing my research to address my school, our kid, my kid's school. And, you know, you said Jesus already bridged the gap. He fixed the racial issue with his death on the cross. And he died not for black people, not for white people, not for Latinos. He died for all of us. He died for all Amen. races. We're all equal in Jesus eyes. He saved us the same way. And how are we saved through his precious blood? shed on the cross for our sins. So rather than teaching, you know, critical race theory, why don't we just teach what the Bible says about racism? That all races are the same in God's eyes. Red and yellow, black and white, they are precious in his sight. We're taught that as children as well. Like pretty much all the theology you need, you learned in Sunday school, right? Amen, amen to that, amen to that. Jesus paid it all. He paid it all, he paid it yeah. for all of us. And we need to stop the hatred. We need to unite our children. Our children don't see color. I was talking to my, my youngest about this, who's 14. And he's like, mom, I don't care. I don't, if, if someone's nice to me, like what that little girl was saying, I'm just going to play with them. We're, we're going to be friends. And when we lived in our house in Minnesota, one of my son's best friends was a black kid across the street. He didn't care. They were best buds. So we're, we're almost like teaching them to hate each other by pushing this on them. Yeah. Yep, we're teaching oppressors and the oppressed. Right. And that's so wrong. And that's we need so to rise wrong. above that and say, we see what you're doing and we reject it 100%. Yep. So we'll wrap up this um, this podcast. But next week, we've got some other false teachings that we want to dive into that we want to just draw some light to so that, you know, the best way to fight things and to stand for truth is to first know what you're up against, to know your enemy and to address these these demonic voices that are pumping all these lies at us. And if you don't first know Jesus as your savior, I mean, you can't really have your eyes open to what's happening around you until you have the Holy Spirit within you because he gives you the power you need to see those things and to keep going and to fight back and to speak truth when there's so much darkness around us. And so we would invite you first to invite Jesus into your life, to be your Lord and savior as easy as ABC, because even a child can do it. And I know that I did it. I accepted Christ when I was five years old. So I, I know that it's true. A is admit you're a sinner, that um, you need a savior because we're all guilty. We're all born with a sinful nature. And then B is believe that Jesus is Lord, that he came, that he died on the cross for your sins, 
and C is call upon his name. Confess that Jesus is Lord and he will come into your heart and be your savior. And uh, will you please close us out with that sinner's prayer? Yes, I would be glad to. Well, Father, tonight uh, we just know that we're, we're teaching some pretty heavy stuff that's invading our culture. Mm-hmm. And I want to pray for anyone uh, who is not sure of their relationship with you. Maybe they've been in church. Maybe they haven't. Maybe they've been real pious and real religious, but they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. They've, they've never asked Jesus into their life. They've never been born again. And if that's you, listener, mm-hmm. would you pray this prayer with me? Dear Father, I just acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I acknowledge that I'm separated from you. Because of my sin, I deserve hell. But you make a way for me through Jesus to to go to heaven. I believe in Jesus. Mm -hmm. I believe he was the son of God. I believe he's the second person of the Trinity. And I believe he's coming back. Mm -hmm. May he come back just for me with everybody else, but but may he come back for me. Mm -hmm. And then I, I call upon him. You say in your word that if we call upon the name of the Lord, we will be saved. Mm -hmm. And I'm calling upon him right now. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, make me born again. I'm calling upon you. I want to be saved. I don't want to go to hell. I want to be saved. And I ask that in your name. Amen. Amen. And we celebrate with you. If you made that decision tonight, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. We'll send you some materials to help you grow in your faith. And we're just so grateful that you chose to tune in tonight. Again, we encourage you to share this podcast with others who maybe maybe don't know, maybe don't know about Jesus, maybe haven't heard about critical race theory. We'd love for you to share this with them and you can share it um, through many platforms. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Anchor.fm. You can also find current and past episodes at hopewellcouncil.com. Any questions, comments, suggestions for future episodes, please send those to hopewellcouncil at gmail.com. I want to close us out with Revelation 5, 9. And they sang a new song saying, you are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals because you were slain. And with your blood, you purchased for God persons from every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests to serve our God and they will reign on the earth. Thank mm-hmm. you.